Hi, this is Coach Steve. You are listening to The Lake Forest Podcast. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we are thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C., and shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. Coach Steve, welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast with Joe Weiss joining us today. I've never played hockey in my life, but I'm a great armchair hockey player watching from home. (laughs) So, Coach Steve, you are the leader, the coach of the uh, Lake Forest Hockey Club. Is club the right word? It is. Yeah, um, I'm the hockey director for the Lake Forest High School Hockey Club. And thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Well, you, you just finished. Did you just you're in the middle of finishing up your spring season, right? We Yes, correct. We are about halfway through our spring season and uh, at uh, right before June. You guys are pretty good, huh? We have a lot. There's a lot of talent in Lake Forest. Yeah, there's there, it's a pretty good group of kids. We have a lot of kids, actually, around 75 in the spring. So it's it's growing a lot of talent here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you're a Wisconsin guy, right? I am. Uh, grew up uh, north of Milwaukee, about a half hour West Bend. <laughs> hey there. It's going to say Southern you got any Canada. problems to a, to a couple of fibs? <laughs> <laughs> the brats, we love the Brat Stop, man. Oh, great place. Kenosha rocks. So, so, Coach, tell me about the club. Like, are all the high schools clubs, uh, is it like an action? Uh, I don't want to say actual, but like the basketball team, you know, it's like a line line item in a budget. Does anybody give you any money? You got to hustle for your money, don't you? <laughs> uh, we're correct. All the all the high schools in the state. There's only one that's actually uh, affiliated with uh, the school, and that's Stevenson. Uh, the rest are technically club um, and completely independent of their schools. They may get recognized by their schools. Um, yeah. You know, our kids get recognized for, you know, varsity letters and participation in yeah. hockey through the school. Uh, but we are completely club-based, I guess you could call it. Why is that? Like in Wisconsin, what's it like in Wisconsin or Minnesota where it's more, you know, 
yeah Africa, um, canada yeah wisconsin does it a little differently they do a before and after season they call it so uh, a lot of their kids well, all their kids will play in uh, different clubs up and from september through october and then they go to their high schools and then after their season is over they come back and play uh their after season with their club team um so their their high school season is much shorter they only play about 20 some games you know that's just it's just a different setup than what we do here joe steve has to hustle for his money when it comes time for your christmas tree joe or your holiday tree uh i hear steve has a nice nice bushel of trees come around at times is that true steve we have quite a lot of trees yes the uh the uh scouts hockey tree sale fundraiser has been with the club for all my believe almost 50 years now so there's a great base of people that have bought their trees from the scouts for many many years and the kids have to sell them um and it, if they sell enough they actually can earn commission to pay off their own fee for hockey and there's a couple of kids that sometimes do that um yeah. these fundraisers like this are like uh like you just talked about are a real important thing um uh to help offset those costs and also um get people engaged in the community uh, people can show community support so that's that's great well Anyone needing a Christmas tree this uh, this uh, December or November uh, should how how is it, how do they get that? Do you guys just they go on your website or how does that work? Yeah, it's uh, it'll all be on the Scout Hockey website, um, and you know, actually, people get contacted. Uh, so if you've bought a tree in the past or anything in the past, they yeah. cite, they recycle those. Uh, you know, a kid will get a book of leads. And then when they're seniors, they recycle them back down to the freshmen. Um, and they actually reach out to these people and call them, write them letters. Um, I've heard some kids actually have gone and put all their equipment on and not their skates, but put everything on in their helmets and they walk around door to door to their lead list and knock on doors. And I said, if you're going to put all your equipment on, I, pretty much guarantee somebody's going to buy at least a wreath or a tree off you for sure but the uh the tree sales are are very entertaining there's all hands on deck it's parents it's kids you know it's incredible how many trees and and you know christmas wreaths and whatever it is moves um and the kids do a lot of this themselves so they'll actually load the trees in their trucks and drive them to people's houses and um, if you want, you can delivery. Actually... Oh yeah, we deliver everything, oh, no, um, cool. and we actually set it up. So if you want it set up in your house, they'll bring it in. They'll cut off the. Well, that's bottom. that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's really awesome because then you have a bunch of high school kids in these houses, people's houses with these big trees maneuvering through these houses. We've had some interesting things happen. We've had uh, the <laughs> kids started. <laughs> Kids start a chainsaw in someone's house to cut the, oh, no. their tree. <laughs> so it's quite entertaining. Life lessons. Yeah. They're and they also do, we also do um, part of the kind of the being part of the club as the kids, you got to volunteer. So we do um, the uh, what's the 
fill a heart. So we do that. Um, so they're they're actively involved in the community. I actually have uh, I always get a bunch of seniors or you know some juniors sometimes, but uh, and pull them over to the winter club and they help coach the little kids for the season. So they're they're constantly on the ice. Actually, some of these kids and they put in a lot of time uh, to be part of the club. Do you, do you play over at uh, Winter Club, and uh, do you do anything at the college? Because you, I, I'm guessing it's Winter Club, and then you have the charity uh, event that you do at uh, the college. The charity event. What are you referring to? I, I'm th- I'm I'm looking at my notes here, and I'm thinking, oh, Glassa, G L A S A. Is that you guys, or do you play a role in that at all? Yeah. So so we donate to Glassa every year, um, okay. just to the club. I. I'm actually the hockey director at the winter club as well. Okay. So there's, you know, uh, a good relationship there with both clubs where we can maneuver for ice or, you know, like I said, get these high school kids involved in coaching. Um, and it's, it's actually really great. The, the kids come in and they coach the, the six-year-old kids and it's pretty entertaining actually, because they're like, that was you. That kid driving you nuts right now. That was you. <laughs> yeah. They learn quickly, you know. Youth hockey, my I have my son is a senior in high school, so he's 18 years old. Um, the Blackhawks won the first of those three Stanley Cups in the Kane Tays era, which unfortunately has come to a halt now. But uh first one in 2010. And I remember my um there was just this sudden surge of interest in youth hockey because of the Blackhawks um, finally winning a Stanley Cup after all those those years, that first one in 2010. Um, and now those kids, my son tried it for a while, just it wasn't the sport for him. He went the baseball route instead. But uh, those kids are now the kids you're coaching, that age group um, that grew up watching Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays and and uh, those great Blackhawks teams in the, of the 2010s. Um, talk about how uh, youth hockey has grown um, here in Illinois and the, the interest in it, and particularly with Lake Forest. Yeah, we're seeing um, that that boom is coming to an end, unfortunately. the um, You know, the numbers are going to be lower in the next two to three years. Um, a great example. I mean, we have 20, I believe, 26 seniors for this next season uh, for, for the scouts, which is kind of unheard of um, to have that many seniors. Uh, three years ago, I had 18, which was a ton. Um, so, you know, that you're right. That group is is going to be graduating in the next year or two here. Um, and we need to keep new people, new kids coming into the program. We do, uh, you know, winter club, we do learn to skate. We do learn to play, uh, you know, other clubs in the area do the same thing. So we're, we're still trying to get that base up. Um, but it definitely does help when the Blackhawks were winning for sure. So hopefully the Blackhawks, uh, this rebuild will be well, uh, good. And we won't wait another 50 years for a, for a Stanley cup like they did, uh, for 2010. Yeah. But I think the the winter club should be picking up because what well, we had fourteen hundred new uh, people moving into the area over the last couple of years, and the 
the the you know the preschools the grade schools are starting to get packed up are you seeing any requests for for the what do you call them squirts so yeah well the youngest is might and then might. squirt peewee bantam and then okay. high school or midget um but yeah there has been an increase with the families moving up a lot of families moving up from the city post-covid and i mean there's we're growing at the club the member families have gone up um so that's that's great to see um the organization in illinois nihil northern illinois hockey league uh it's one of the biggest in the country as far as the amount of kids involved um so you know there's a great opportunity still for for kids to get into hockey and and play um so you know we're doing everything we can to try to get as many involved now, what's a what's a cost for for to, to have an outfit? That's not even right. The uniform, you got a helmet, you got skates, you got all that padding. Oh. Uh, what what does it cost to outfit a a mite? Um, so if you were going to go, well, a lot of people go to like uh, play it again down in Northbrook, who has a good selection okay. of of stuff, and they get it cheap. Uh, yeah. you know, just to make sure the kids like it. Um, but head to tell you know, 150, 200 bucks, probably depending on bad, where you right. get it. It's not bad. If you, if you look in the right spots, it's, it's really not too bad. And look, I don't know anything about hockey. Uh, I, I, I was there when the, when the Hawks won and I watched the, the last game of the Stanley cup and that, you know, that was it. So, but I have seen a lot of uh, action with the sticks. Is there a, do you know your hockey stick? Is that like a baseball bat where that's your own, and you, you know you wax it down and tape it up? What's the process of grooming a stick, Coach Steve? <laughs> well, the parents don't like it when the kids whack those uh, three hundred dollars sticks over the boards. I'll tell you that. But uh, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they're... it's not like aluminum baseball bats where you keep using. No. No, they're very light, and if you know you hit it over the boards, and then anything really—I mean, if you hit it hard enough, they they break actually quite easily. Um, but when you're playing, if you're using it right, it's pretty durable. But they're they're expensive, um, and yeah, you have your own sticks. We always want kids to have two, possibly three, um, and they they you know tape them up after every game, every other game. A lot of kids are you know in their own heads about it; it's their own thing, right? So they probably tape it every day i don't know some of them don't tape it at all it's very strange what are the rules with the uh the youngins the mites and the squirts versus the older players what can or cannot can can you slam a little kid into can two little kids just go at it and slam it in the boards or is checking allowed uh no so might squirt and peewee there's no checking uh okay. and so they start checking when they get into bantam which is um seventh and eighth grade sometimes uh some freshmen in high school are still bantam but bantams they start checking they changed that rule maybe three four or five years ago where it was peewees was checking and and now it's moved to bantams they were seeing a a, a huge decrease in the kids quitting after squirts because checking was starting in peewees so they yeah. decided usa hockey the governing body of every organization in the country pretty much is decided that you know bantams is the best place to start checking and not everybody agrees with that because yeah like know, canada yeah canada's kind of an 
you know, check. They they don't, it's not open ice checking. It's angling. It's, you know, it's not these kids running each other over. Yeah. yeah, That's not what, that's not the goal. Right. Um, But what happens is these kids get the Bantams and they're bigger, they're stronger, they're older, and they don't really have the necessary skills to start checking with, you know, their strength. And a lot of these kids are kind of scared, gun shy. And then the ones that aren't are, kind of you know not doing it properly so you know I, i'm a i would like to see it in peewee's a little younger to get them acquainted with it but uh you know those are the rules but there's no checking in mites that would that would be well, they they do that enough on accident <laughs> so <laughs> so what are the typical uh I I played football. I know what uh, the typical injuries are in in football. Are there any like like we had to tape our ankles? Do you tape your ankles in hockey, or what's the you know what what do you get? What are the bumps and bruises uh, in hockey? Um, I would say a lot of upper body type injuries, shoulders. We had a, a kid break his collarbone uh, two nights ago. Uh, you know, a lot of lot of shoulder stuff, collarbones, wrists. You know, because the sticks, I mean, there's a, you know, you get slashed. Sure you're falling and you try to brace yourself. And then, yeah. then, then what would Some, be the crossovers? But what, what would be the cross? We don't want to talk about injuries. That's not going to help. Uh, but what are the, <laughs> what are the crossover sports? Is it lacrosse? Like, do you get like two sport? Yeah. Yeah. We get a lot of lacrosse players. Um, and I, I encourage the, I, I think playing multiple sports is great. A lot of, coaches in the area here don't necessarily agree with that um but it's yeah. you know gonna make you better by doing more things and being more athletic and getting involved so i you know it's gonna help their conditioning for definitely with lacrosse you know and it's a physical game so it's yeah. it's good for them you got all these seniors coming up uh any of any of them gonna get any rides anywhere or assistance you mean after yeah um so the way hockey works is it's very rare that a kid coming out of high school would go to, let's say, an NCAA Division One or Division Three program. There's junior hockey that's after high school that you're, you kind of need to play to be able to play NCAA. Um, so, no, they will have to there. There will be a couple kids that uh, will play junior hockey. Uh, after to try to continue their hockey careers is it like a preferred walk-on like how do you like how does michigan or minnesota get their where do they get their hockey players from the colleges i mean they're recruiting all the time obviously so they're they're looking at you know these top end junior leagues like the ushl the so they call it the NAL, the n-a-h-l um those are the tier one and the tier two junior leagues um so those are where you know, primarily a lot of the division one kids are coming from. Where's the location of that? The league. Yeah. It's, it's like all over. It's, so it's national. Yeah. But like, are there any, like, where do the Illinois kids go to go to the next level? Like, how does it, you know, work? Um. Well, I mean, they try to participate in the development camps in the area and then move up from there and get noticed. A lot of the kids, you know, the higher, triple a kids would be the high-end level kids those they're getting recruited pretty consistently um you know if they're 
they're good and their teams are good. So, so Go. Steve, you've won a few championships here. I'm looking at your uh, your bio, um, and um, you've had some pretty good success with your teams. Let's talk about some of the stuff you've won. Um, so this is my sixth season here uh, with the scouts, and the first season we I came in, we won the uh, league. Uh, the North, it's at that's the Illinois High School Hockey League in the North Central Division. Um, and we won uh, the league championship against uh, Nutrier uh, in a best of three series. And we won the second game in a shootout. So it was uh, that was a huge, huge thing for the club, um, for the kids. And, you know, kind of set the precedent for the last, you know, the future for the these past five years. And, um, you know, it's been going well. We've had a lot of success um, throughout all the teams. Um, when I started here, it was two teams. Uh, and for the last three seasons, we've had three teams. And for this next season, uh, we're going to have four teams. So we're growing. We're, you know, having success. And I think, uh, you know, it's attracting some some more kids. First year winning a championship, that's that's pretty high bar. What's the difference between uh, Lake Forest and Barrington? The players, or kids or kids? Um, no, no, no. I think, yeah. I mean, I coached in Barrington for a while. I think the kids here are, are honestly, I think they're more respectful here. Um, you yeah, know. I hate those Barrington kids. We'll edit that on post. <laughs> so we won't be hosting a Barrington podcast anytime soon here. I guess. Damn straight, we won't. <laughs> Yeah, Barrington uh, was interesting. Let's say yeah, that. Yeah. there, there yeah, was enough. there was good people everywhere that coached, right? But uh, the Lake Forest parents and the kids are, you know, down to earth. They're, you know, they're logical. You can talk to any of them. They're not, you know, there's not much entitlement. It's a great group. You get any crazy? Uh, I shouldn't say crazy parents. Do you have any passionate parents that show up to uh, the games and? Uh uh are very enthusiastic i knew you were going to ask me that question I do. I, then you're prepared for with an answer <laughs> i i would say that i set a tone at the beginning of the year where we sit together in a meeting and i say don't talk to me as the coach you're not i, I don't care about you i care about your kids and if they're willing to you know they have to be able to let go. The kids are, we have, you know, open door policy with the coaches. The kids can, you know, contact us at any time. We'll sit down with any of them to discuss anything. Um, so, you know, the best thing I can see is I had a parent um, at, a, at a previous club. I, I coached at uh, Lake Zurich, uh, Mundelina, Wakanda for a little while. And I had a parent that I never even knew he existed. Um, I coached this kid for four seasons and, he came up after the banquet. It was senior season. He said, thanks. Shook my hand and said, I'm Brett's dad. Thanks for everything. And that was it. So there's, you know. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's a no contact policy, right? But we if if something comes up, kids are in trouble at yeah. school. Or there's something going on. Obviously, we'll talk to parents. But when it comes yeah. to hockey-related things, it's like, let them deal with it. They're growing up, you know, if 
if they're going to fail, you want them to fail now while they're at home. Yeah. And you can be there for them. So there's a great sign. Uh, you've probably seen it at, at local ice arenas. They put up for the parents and maybe we, maybe we can get a copy of Pete and put it up on the, when we do air the podcast, but um, it has like little things like the, the refs are volunteers, you know, encourage, don't boo, encourage great play by both teams. And I remember the last line of it says, your kid does not play for the Blackhawks. And it was kind of like, you know, hey, this is supposed to be fun. This is, yeah, you want to win. You want to be competitive. Um, but youth sports is a lot more than just winning championships. Yeah. And one of the big issues with hockey in the state currently is is officials. There's there's a shortage. I mean, it's it's growing again. Where There's more uh, in the last two years than obviously it was really, really low. And um, I actually got my certification as a ref because we were not getting refs to the games. So, you know, I keep my stuff in the car and, you know, all of a sudden we'll show up to the game and there won't be refs. And it's... Get the whistle. You go to these games and some of these parents from, you know, we we discussed this in our parent meeting that we don't yell at refs from the stands uh, as parents. Um, you know, as the coaches... You're trying not to yell at the refs, uh, but at some point you have to stand up for your own team and you can't take everything all the time. Um, so the parents understand that we're constantly kind of working with the refs as well. But some of these stories, you know, with refs and it's, it's, it's crazy. I Sometimes I don't understand why refs want to be refs, but, you know, they're needed. Um, so, yeah. You know, that's well, one my son is my son is a baseball umpire. He uh, which has got to be worse. Oh, he's got some stories. We could do a podcast with him. I mean, parents now they they'll 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 be recording every second of the game with their iPhone, and if they don't like the call, they'll run to the umpire and and try to show them, hey, look, I've got the replay. You know, like there's gonna like we're gonna do instant replay here, like they do for. Pro sports, and you know, it's just crazy. So, but I think it's it, it, for him. It's and maybe some of these refs. He's going to go into the business world and be very good at conflict resolution because of his experience as an umpire or a ref. Um, but talk about what youth sports in general and hockey. You know, obviously, most of these kids are never going to not going to even play for a Division One college team, let alone an NHL team. But so, what what do you get out of it? Um, playing youth hockey is uh, if I'm if I'm looking for something for my young uh, child to 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 go into what what's in it to help my kid uh, become an adult from from their hockey experience. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things with the high school that's really important is these kids' ability to work together, you know, as as a team, um, and kind of use those lessons moving forward. A lot of the kids you know, when they're younger and they come into the program as freshmen, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, chest pumping, right? Like they want to show that they're the best. They want to, you know, kind of assert their place uh, on the team and then, or in the club. And by the time they're juniors and seniors and they're on varsity, you know, that goes away, right? They've learned the process of how to deal with being on a team who's the captain who's going to run this like you know you can't just be saying and doing whatever you want I mean these are lessons that 
they'll take you know like you're saying into their into the future and and character yeah hopefully that that helps them well coach steve what uh how can we help you we're gonna we're gonna sell you some trees okay number one we're gonna find he's gonna have one right there in the studio this christmas right background in in his studio there in his basement well we're gonna well yes because if the kids are going to come in i can just see them back in the trunk through the window but that'd be fantastic but uh that'll be like after the fall league when does the fall league start because you're in the middle of spring so you're gonna have people coming out uh when is talk to us about fall because we're going to bring you back then oh i get to come back hell yeah you're funny this is not a one-time this is like the Hotel California, this show. Once you check in, you can never leave. Oh, um, we start in, <laughs> so we start in August in the middle. Well, we skate all summer. So we have um, two a week skates, which is just drop in whoever wants to come. Um, and those are big indicators, obviously, for the fall. Um, who's committed, who's not. And we do utilize those things to kind of make decisions once in a while. Um, but we they have tryouts, I believe, the weekend after school starts, so around the 20th or so of August. Okay. Um, and tryouts are super uh, intense. We do, uh, f- they do on ice, off ice Friday night. So they come to the rink, we divide them up, and they do off ice, which is they all have to run a mile under seven minutes. They have to do all these. Um, with their skates on? Yeah, with their skates on. Yeah. Um, we sign for, and they're on off ice. They have to do the mile. They have to do these, uh, you know, a certain amount of pushups or everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they come to the rink. We do on ice, and we don't really bring pucks out for that first session. We do a lot of skating, um, yeah. and we do that Friday night, and then we do it again Saturday, twice on Saturday. They're on the ice twice Saturday. They do two off ice sessions Saturday, and then Sunday we skate again. So each off ice, they're running the mile. They're doing all their fitness exercise. They're doing that twice a day on Saturday, plus their two on ice sessions Saturday, um, and then Sunday as well. So it's a it's it's tough and it's hard on these kids, um, and they got to be ready if they yeah, sit on their you know sit on their ass all all summer. It's yeah. it's noticeable. It's clearly yeah. noticeable. Yeah. Um, so we start not, in August. This isn't lacrosse. Yeah, right. Wait till we do uh, the lacrosse show with their coach. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, after tryouts, we start with a little preseason tournament right after Labor Day, uh, and then we're practicing and and starting league games probably mid September. And these kids that want to learn more, these parents want to learn more, especially all these people who just moved in. You got a pretty nifty website. Is that scouthockey.com, Coach Steve? Yes. And for all the new people out there, uh, wchockey.org is the other okay. website. So you is can that get Winter in. Club? Yeah, that's for Winter Club for the uh, for people interested in learning to skate, learn to play. Got it. All right, we'll hook you up with that, Coach Steve. Coach Steve, thank you so much for coming on the Lake Forest Podcast. Oh, it's been great. Thank you guys so much. Great, Coach. Have a great season. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. 
Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at Doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we are thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. 